0: Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs. Learn more at DCAvirtual.com.
1: We are in one of the biggest technology shifts due to the pandemic. How do small businesses know what is the right app for the right situation? Today, we'll chat about a variety of platforms one on one video conferencing calls, team strategy sessions, webinars, or even the virtual events that allow for separate stages, tracks, and breakout rooms. Our guest today, Bridget B. Sullivan, is the owner, managing partner, and event producer for Creative Canvas Productions. Creative Canvas Productions is an animation, broadcast design, and event management company located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Bridget worked on three Olympic Games, several national and international conferences in several industries, including medical devices, apparel, sports, and data analytics. She is a former on-air radio show host who mentors future audio podcasters while serving as a podcast producer and consultant. And I can honestly tell you she is a mentor because right before the show, she gave me a super quick and easy tip. Welcome to the show, Bridget. Thank you, Denise. Happy to be here. So tell me, Bridget, how do you get started with the type of work that you do?
0: Well, I was reflecting back on that when we talked earlier, and I was like, you know, I can really take this back to early education years, and what I mean by that is, do you remember when you were growing up, maybe you did or maybe you didn't, you participated in like a bike-a-thon? Or did you like do like a dance-a-thon or anything like that? I remember I remember doing some type of
1: a-thon, but I don't remember what it was.
0: <laughs> there were so many of them when I was growing up. And that kind of took me back when I remember we talked about that specific question. And I remember even when I was in dance recitals, with the bike-a-thons, the dance-a-thons, the dance recitals, there was always that element of business mixed in because it was you had to get a sponsor for your bike-a-thon or you had to sell tickets or you had to communicate why, for instance, a community center needed funding and that would kind of help you with your fundraising tactics. And so those were things that were kind of instilled in me very early in life. And each one of them actually I viewed as an event, like a bike-a-thon is an event. People get together, they gather and they ride bikes and they raise money and a dance-a-thon, same thing, a dance recital, same thing. They were all events. So it really kind of moved me to think, wow, I really like all of this event stuff as I referred to it back
1: then when I was young. So I ventured down that path. Perfect. Now, as i mentioned early on it's we're in a big technological shift right now and so businesses in relation to businesses and events because many businesses do events and nonprofits do events certainly what are some of your favorite web conferencing tools and why well first i can say that i was exposed to
0: web conferencing tools as i continued to graduate in my career as i mentioned to you before I decided to take this path. And eventually I wound up in the hospitality industry where I was working in the hotels, probably two large hotels in my area. And then I moved into the corporate arena, which also allowed me to stay within the event management arena. And that in itself brought me into the world of video conferencing and technology. At that time, We had these conference rooms and they had like, you know, that little piece of equipment in the middle that served as more voice conferencing than, (laughs) she's laughing, yep, voice conferencing more so than video conferencing. You remember those, right? Oh, I do, I do. (laughs) So that really was fascinating to me. I was like, oh, wow, we can have all these people on there. And then in the corporate arena, our IT department graduated into video conferencing. So now we had the big, huge little camera mounted on the wall in the conference room with this big, huge screen. And now you could have a conversation using, using the teleconferencing unit, as well as the video conferencing unit. And you could have a conversation with anybody around the world. So that was quite fascinating to me. And also showed up in every event that I was doing. So when it comes to video conferencing, I became very familiar with it at a very early age and early stages of my career. And the ones that I'm gravitating towards now, more so than any, is Zoom, obviously. Everybody's Zooming these days. And now that we're in a state where you're working from home, the best part about that and the best part of video conferencing is you can look super good from the waist up and not worry about the bottoms.
1: (laughs) Unless you stand up, just be careful of that.
0: (laughs) Yes, you have to be careful of that. I have seen that happen. (laughs) I know, especially when you get up to leave your chair and you walk out and you realize, oh wait, I still... (laughs) have gym shorts on. (laughs) Exactly. But of course, video conferencing, from that perspective, one of the tools that I like Is Zoom, of course. A lot of people are using it. One of the reasons why I like it the most, well, I don't want to say the most, but one of the reasons why I like it, and it's on my top three list, is because it's super easy to use and it's inexpensive. Inexpensive. And it can be expensive. So depending on where you are in the spectrum of things, like for right now, you can use the free version and that gives you, what, 40 minutes of talk time Allows you to record. The video looks pretty good. So yeah, it works really, really well. The other one that I like is blue jeans. And this one I stumbled upon because I was attending a free webinar as they classified it. And I was like, Ooh, wow. Look at this screen. Look how sexy this interface is. And I was like, wow, this is like super, super comfortable. And believe it or not, that's the reason why they called it blue jeans is because they wanted it to be a very comfortable experience. Just like you'd put on a pair of jeans and you'd sit down and you lounge around and you would enjoy the experience of doing whatever it is that you were doing. So not only because it's sexy, but because it is a really good system to use if you are interested in using a feature like a whiteboard feature. Or for those of you that use Microsoft Teams, you probably would like BlueJeans from the standpoint that it is very easy to integrate with Microsoft Teams, Slack, and even Facebook Workplace for those of you that are using that. I haven't really fiddled too
1: much with that. Have you used that Facebook Workplace? I have not. I definitely use Teams and Zoom, though. Yeah, for sure.
0: The other one I like is StreamYard. And I think when I was talking to you one time before, I was saying, you know, BirdYard. It's got to be BirdYard. I was like, that's not right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I couldn't go I couldn't find that one on Google
0: <laughs> yeah and actually it looks like it's a duck so I wasn't even close but it's Streamyard, stream and yard all one word and the reason why I like Streamyard is because it's super another one of those things that's super easy to use the beauty is similar to zoom the beauty is that you don't have to download any software You can utilize the browser in order to do everything that you want to do, which is great because you no longer have like this load or this pull on your computer where the software application is that could possibly slow down whatever processors are going on in your equipment. So that's kind of good if you use a browser cloud-based system versus a system that has to be placed onto your computer. And the other thing I like about StreamYard is that I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to forget my passwords. (laughs) 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 I use a
1: password keeper for that purpose.
0: I I do too, but this is a lifesaver with StreamYard from the standpoint that you don't need a login password. When you are getting ready to utilize the system, they send you a code. Once you get that code, you use that code. And then that is also a protective measure, too, because now no one can hack your password to get into your account because every single time you get into your account, that code gets sent to you so that you then can log in. So that's, those are my top three and those are my reasons.
1: So it's unique. And and I find it interesting that you were talking about StreamYard not taking the resources as I was closing something in the background for that exact reason. I did see something pop up. I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll just keep going. I love it. So um, Bridget, tell me, as a small business, say I want to um, have a team meeting for my 10-person team. What would be the best web conferencing tool for that?
0: Well, I'm probably going to say Zoom and or Microsoft. I think their their system is pretty nice for that. But the thing that you really just need to ask yourself whenever you're trying to decide which video conferencing software to use is, what do I really need it for? Now, you've just said a team meeting for up to 10 people, but let's take it a step further. Does that team meeting mean that you need to use a whiteboard? Does that team meeting mean that you need to have everybody on screen? Or is it just the person who's conducting the team meeting? does that team meeting for 10 people mean that you need one of those people on the team to be the driver on the technical side while the other person is the moderator or the educator or whatever so i will say first if you're a team meeting for up to 10 people sure use microsoft teams and or use zoom but ask yourself the question what am i going to use feature-wise for the system that I choose to use for my team meeting up to 10 people.
1: I have noticed that Teams only allows, I think it's six people on the screen at once, and Zoom is maybe 16 or 20. It
0: is if you've got like the basic package or the free package, but when on Zoom you get up into the pro mode, you can have, I think, up to like 3,000 people. I mean, it goes, if you get all the bells and whistles and decide to pay for it on a monthly or an annual basis, you can have 3000 people on the screen at once. And the reason why I really paid attention to that was because my husband was watching Tony Robbins and he built out his own studio to where he's got monitors on the wall and he's got like three or four monitors that show All the two thousand plus, three thousand plus people that are watching him deliver his, you know, presentations in his webinar. So yeah, up to three thousand, I
1: think. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, that's incredible. Okay, so I'm going to give you another scenario. Okay. dokie Okay, a lot of the people I've been talking to have been developing these online classes. The one thing I hear that's consistent: ooh, the pandemic has pushed me to do it faster. So if they want a pay to watch webinar what would be the best platform?
0: The best platform. Okay. So I won't name names because there are quite a few out there that work really well. But the big question is going to be, will it integrate with say email marketing software? Will it integrate with a shopping cart? Because people are going to have to pay for the webinar if you decide to do it in different categories like a basic package, a playback package, or maybe a pro package where you know you get some swag sent to your home if you decide to join the particular webinar educational series. And then does it also integrate with your website? So maybe you're hosting it on your website, the webinar on your website. Do you use WordPress? Do you use Squarespace? Do you use Wix or do you use Joomla or whatever other type of web platform that you're operating off of? Will your video conferencing system for your webinar integrate with all of those tools that you need, including lead generation? You want to be able to. Pretty much build up your database and use it for CRM and or use it for lead generation in order to continue to sell your book or your educational series or what have you. So key thing here is making sure whichever system you choose that it integrates with the tools that you're going to need for your webinar.
1: So say for instance, <clears throat> the the pay to watch webinar, a DIY business doesn't want to outsource that to a company like yours for production. And I totally see the value in, in having a production team. Um, what would be a good one or two platforms that they should look at and consider if it meets their needs?
0: Um, I would probably push people to something like ClickMeeting. It's one of those tools that are really good because it has educational features on it. Um the other one is I'm trying to think e- I think it's Easy Webinar yeah easy webinar that one's really good because that's an online software platform that Is really good at integrating the webinar technology with the marketing strategy that you might have, which I was making reference to, making sure that it can integrate with your email marketing software, your shopping carts, and your lead generation tools. So, Easy Webinar is one. I mean, it's not like one that is used a lot but it's super super easy to use another one that is on probably the top 10 list is probably something like um well go to webinar and and i'm sure you've probably heard of that one yes but oftentimes it's more large organizations and corporations that are going to be able to foot the bill for a go-to webinar so, those are two or three that you can consider. Go webinar would probably be at the top of the list, as I made reference to, primarily for large enterprises. Uh, click meeting is the other one, and then easy webinar I would probably steer people towards in the very beginning.
1: Perfect. Now, uh, some of the work I do in nonprofits has us looking at software. Um, and so this question might help answer my need as well. So if someone were considering what would normally be a li- large live event or in real time event in this case with multiple breakout rooms or just multiple things going on, I know the event that I'm looking for, we have you know, a speaker and then we have networking time and then we have a silent auction then we have a gala or a a live auction. And then we have a salute to the fallen that's done live with, you know, the military. So something like that, what would be a good software to consider there? So before I make
0: reference to a specific platform you can consider, let's first take a step back and say, okay, let me plan this out first and foremost, and let me figure out the program that has the most interactive tools because you just got finished mentioning that you're going to have an auction you're going to have a key keynote speaker you're going to have multiple breakouts a networking session well that's going to take some planning and you're going to have to kind of sift through a couple of different systems to see if you get all of those features The most important thing is making sure that the experience of the attendee provides them an opportunity to interact. And what I mean by that is you, the organizer, the person who's putting on this virtual live event should come up with maybe polls or maybe a way in which people can, poll-wise, vote on various topics or respond to various questions utilizing the chat feature or if they are going to say your live event with multiple breakouts they may want to jump around do they have the ease to do that so when I come into a system like that nine times out of ten there is a place that I can go to to enter And there might be some cool things on the screen that I'm watching. And then there's a keynote welcome presentation. And then the speaker says, okay, time to move into your separate rooms. Then they switch us over to a room. And then on the left-hand side, it says, well, if you want to move to another room, press this button. If you want to take notes, press this button. If you want to hear what's going to happen in the next room, press this button. So, You want to make sure that if you're using a platform for a large live event with multiple breakouts and all of the things that you mentioned, the most important thing to consider is ease of use for the attendee. Is there tools for interactivity and or collaboration, like say maybe two speakers need to do a whiteboard presentation or what have you. And again, can the user jump about with ease. There's one system that I have been really paying attention to and that comes from what I would call one of the big production houses. And that production house is PSAV. They are a live fully capable full service production audiovisual company that has developed an app called Chime Event App. And it has basically what I referenced. When I, the user, go in, I have like a dashboard that allows me to pick and choose all of the different tools that I want to use. Like I can take notes while they're talking right in the application. I can still listen to what's being discussed and see who the other members or who the other attendees are and their profiles are there. So now if I want to interact with them, I can do specific chats just directly with them. So I will lean towards a production house and some of their applications that they're creating because as I mentioned in my introduction and when I was talking about my experience, how I got exposed to a lot of live streaming elements in the event industry is when we were in person and we were live streaming, which we classified as a hybrid event those bells and whistles were on the live stream hy- hybrid event which means that maybe the attendee couldn't travel in to do the in person and they just wanted to watch the live stream but they were able to do a lot of interactive related activities during the time of the presentations etc so i will definitely push people towards thinking about working with a production house when it comes to a large scale virtual
1: live event with multiple moving pieces. That is great advice. I I appreciate that. We've talked about a bunch of different platforms. Um, I think we've all heard stories about uninvited guests showing up to various educational Zoom sessions. Is there anything that you'd like to address there? Yeah, unfortunately, you
0: know, Zoom came out, I mean, Zoom did an an IPO, you know, they, they went and decided to, you know, open up their stock opportunities for other stakeholders and stuff, I think back in 2019, early 2019. And then, you know, everything hit with the pandemic. And so things just went crazy for them in a short amount of time. So they had some security related issues that, yes... Some people showed up at various educational live streams that should not have been there. But since that time, they've gone ahead and changed some of their protocols, changed some of their security measures, increased their encryption. And also, they've gone so far as to have, I think it was monthly town hall sessions. And in almost every single one of those town hall sessions, they were saying, hey, user go into settings and utilize the auto-generate id system that means that whenever you schedule a meeting a zoom meeting and you invite someone the system will auto-generate auto-generate a new login number Versus you always using the same login number that your account has been assigned to. Always use the auto generate feature to secure and receive a new login number or link for your new meeting. Don't always use the same one because that means that somebody out there in the universe remembers or kept that login information so they can show up anytime that they want to. The other key thing there is if you're using any system, but especially a browsing tool, meaning like StreamYard is a cloud-based application, you want to make sure that you are vetting, just like you would anywhere else, your guests, your guest speakers, I should say, as well as the people you invite. It's just like somebody shows up at your home unannounced. They ring the doorbell. And the first thing that you ask them, who is there, right? You should do the exact same thing with all of your video conferencing systems. You should activate a feature that allows people to go into a waiting room first. Because then you and your team who is monitoring whoever is coming in can say, wait, uh, that person is not on our attendee list or that person is not registered. So now you can go and say, hey, so-and-so, I don't see a registration from you. Can you give me a little bit more information about you? Blah, blah, blah. And you can decide whether to kick them out, boot them out, ban them, block them, whatever. So all of that to say, take security into your own hands by utilizing the settings, and more importantly, that everybody that you give that link to and or require to come in as an attendee, making sure that you have somebody who was monitoring the activity of people coming in and out of your video conference.
1: Absolutely. I, I know when I started researching and seeing some of those instances, I, I knew it was people just kind of posting publicly, this is where our Team meeting where our class will be. And I I understand that, you know, it was it was a little a little bit the education component from Zoom on educating their users how to safely use the product in the new situations that were demanded by the pandemic.
0: Exactly. And that's really important. No matter which level you choose, which plan you choose, which platform you choose, cloud-based, or if it's on premise. Always take time to look at all of your settings on the system as well as your computer to make sure that you're locking things down. And more importantly, as always, make sure that you know the people that you are engaging with to the best of your ability by using registration tools, like where you have to actually register in order to receive the link.
1: Perfect. So before we sign off for today, couple qu- one, one quick question. What are you doing that's super interesting right now?
0: Well, for the last 10 years, we have been working on Ignite Charlotte, and that is coming up on August 4th. And that will be an online presentation of five-minute talks by 10 speakers in celebration of our 10-year anniversary and it is called Ignite Charlotte, and when you register, we will send you the link to our
1: online
0: streaming.
1: (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Let's make sure I have the link, so when I post this, our our listeners will have it, okay? Awesome. Perfect. Now, Bridget, I want to thank you for being with us today, but before we completely sign off, can you let folks know how they can find you?
0: Yes, please come join me on Instagram. I can be found as Ask Bridget B. Ask Bridget B is my Instagram account where I share with you all of the tips and tricks that you need to know or want to know about social media, podcasting, and event management. And also follow
1: our work on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Canvas Productions. Perfect. Thank you so much for Bridget, uh, for being here, Bridget. I have to say, I think I've enjoyed doing this podcast with you the most out of all the ones I've ever done.
0: (laughs) Yay! Bridget, go Denise. Go Bridget, go Denise. Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, Creating a Thriving Space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.